Welcome to the Lucky Titan Podcast. Here you will learn how to fill your favorite platform with tons of your dream customers from some of the world's top entrepreneurs. I'm your host, Josh Tapp. Now let's get started. What is up, everybody? Josh Tapp here again, and welcome back to the Lucky Titan. And today we're here with Michael Kanick, and I just wanted to read his bio because I thought it it could do it better than I could have I could have said it. So it says, Michael Kanick is the president and chief flag bearer of Making Strategy Happen, a consulting firm that helps committed leaders of mid-market companies turn ambition into strategy and strategy into reality. He's also delivered over 600 presentations to audiences on four continents. And his recent book, Ruthless Consistency, which he's here to talk about today, is has reached the top of two bestseller lists. So this guy has a great track record. We were just talking about his PhD program and how I've thought about entering into that as well. So really cool uh, guy. I'm excited to have you here, Michael. So can you say what's up, Michael? And then we'll hop in. Fantastic. Thanks, Josh. Great to be here. Uh, appreciate it. Look forward to this. Absolutely. This is going to be a fun one. I, I was really intrigued, Michael, when, when I first had you, you know, when you submitted your information to come on the show, it was really intriguing to me because and I mentioned this in our pre-interview, I am actually an introvert and I work with a lot of introverts and a lot of the strategies that people bring in business are very extrovert strategies. And they're saying, you've got to be like ruthless, for example, right? You have to be very kind of uh, Gary Vaynerchuk-esque. <laughs> and um, for a lot of us, that's very difficult to do that because it's not how we are as people. But what I loved about really kind of the thesis around your book is it's really built around helping people who may be more conservative even become more consistent in their lifestyle. So can you walk us through a little bit about consistency and how that works um, in kind of an introverted entrepreneurial lifestyle? Sure, absolutely. And consistency is something all of us struggle with. You know, it's we talk about consistency, but it's hard to be consistent all the time. And I think as somebody, as an entrepreneur, you've got a lot of balls in the air. You're doing a lot of different things. So to be clear, I'm not talking about consistency as in robotic repetition, you know, mindlessly repeating things. It's really a ruthless consistency of purpose, making sure that everything you say, everything you do, all your decisions and your actions are aligned with what you need to achieve. You know, because at the end of the day, it's that you know, the relentless alignment of intentions, decisions, and actions, that's the foundation of success. And that's true whether you're more of an introvert or an extrovert. So it's not about just, you know, rah, rah, and we're going to make this happen. But is everything you're doing absolutely aligned with what you intend to achieve? That's what I mean by consistency. See, and I love that. And I want to ask you kind of a historical question here for you is, At what point in your business did you notice the pivot and, and the necessity for that consistency of purpose? Well, I, I'm fortunate that it's kind of, it was instilled in me from a, a young age, frankly. And, you know, my, from my family and upbringing, I had an uncle, Uncle Tony, who was a uh, military guy. And uh, he would, uh, he was from, you know, he was from uh, Toronto, but he would come visit every summer and, and take me hiking. You know, we go into the mountains. And what I learned from him was this discipline, this focus, and he embodied that. And I just found that very appealing. And, you know, I remember actually at his, uh, at his funeral, when he passed, his best friend to me, his, his best friend said to me, you know, Tony always used to say, if you have discipline, you can do anything. So I think that really kind of, you know, provided the foundation for me. What I've learned since then, and because many people think, well, geez, I'm not that disciplined. You only have to be disciplined until you make something a habit. 
once it becomes a habit, you don't have to be disciplined. You know, so if I were to say, Josh, you know, are you disciplined? Do you, do you have to be disciplined to take a shower every day? You probably, well, no, I just, that's what I do. It's a habit, right? So, you know, we only have to be disciplined to the point where something becomes a habit. Uh, and then we can be very consistent with it. Wow. And I, I love, love that example because that's, that's the big difference between a habit, right? <laughs> I mean, I, somebody doesn't have to come to me every day and say, Josh, you need a shower, right? If they did, I mean, it wouldn't be uh, socially acceptable, but what a, what a cool example. And I love the story. And I just have to ask you a side question here because you're from Vancouver and your uncle's name is Tony. Was he French? No, he wasn't. No, no, no. no my family's actually from uh, Croatia. Oh, wow. Wow. That's really interesting. Yes. Total side note. I just thought it'd be an interesting <laughs> note there. Um, because uh, a lot of people who have an Uncle Tony are usually like Italian or, or French of some sort. Right. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, let me ask you this. So, you know, we coming back to uh, the book in particular, I know like that wasn't the entire purpose of coming on the show today, but the, the book has really got me intrigued. So when it, when it comes to establishing these habits and becoming consistent and with your unique background, having a PhD and understanding human behavior and how we interact, what are kind of what would you explain as your framework for helping people to establish those habits that don't require as much discipline? Right. Well, we have to not only understand what drives success, and you hear a lot said and a lot written about here are the practices of success, but I think it's just as important, Josh, to understand what causes failure, you know, what leads to failure. And the two are not the same. You know, over the things we need to do to overcome failure are not the same as the things we necessarily need to do to be successful. So I like to say you need to play both offense and defense. You know, so I have certain practices I review every day, what I call my, you know, four drivers of success and my four enemies of success. So I think we have to identify what are the enemies that each of us has for success, you know, and what some of the things I, I talk about in the book are complacency. You know, it's easy to get complacent, especially if we're doing well. Distractibility. And today with so many things pulling at us, you know, all these different communication channels, all these different media, it's very easy to be distractible. Now, notice I didn't say distractions are the enemy. It's distractibility. It's our tendency to succumb to those distractions. The reality is the distractions are there and will be there, but are we cultivating the things to overcome distractibility? And then the third enemy uh, for many people is ego. Getting their egos tied into something where it means either they, they don't want to admit they've made a mistake or they're not willing to be vulnerable, or maybe they need to take credit for all the things that, you know, that go well. So we have to identify both the enemies of, of success as well as the, uh, the drivers of success. And, and so what you're saying is those enemies are different based on the person. Is that correct? That's right. Yeah. So, I mean, for some person, you know, it might be, um, uh, you know, it might be, say, that distractibility. Somebody else might not have a problem with that, but their issue might be, um, I just don't have, say, the energy to do it, or, you know, I'm not good at something, you know, or, or you know, I, I don't like doing something or avoidance. You know, so there are a number of different things which can play on us, but it really all speaks to the psychology. You know, are we managing our psychology? Are we recognizing both where we're strong, where we're not strong? What steps do we need to take to maximize our psychology? You know, and you, you hear people talk about, you know, what are the hacks you can apply to yourself, right? Those mental or cognitive hacks, right? Well, it's kind of that idea, but you have to understand yourself and be very honest about that before you can apply those, you know, those practices to overcome them. 
Right. And so we have the enemies of success then. So what are the friends of success? Was that the other one? Right. The drivers of success. Drivers right? of success. And so in my world, it's four things. It's focus, motivation, organization, and discipline. Focus. What is it that you want to achieve? And make sure that overarching focus doesn't get sidetracked, that you remind yourself of that. And I can tell you, Josh, every morning I look at my, my iPhone and I review my four drivers of success. You know, focus. You know, what is it I need to accomplish today? Motivation. Why is this important? You know, so it's not just the what, it's the why. Organization. How am I going to make this happen? And then discipline. How do I ensure it happens? You know, what practices do I put in place to ensure it happens? So for me, those are the four drivers. I, you know, I uh, review those every day. And the discipline is really important. And here's what I, how I define it. It's putting in place feedback loops throughout the day. So I'll check in throughout the day and say, hey, am I on track with what I intended to accomplish? So those feedback loops help you look at that in, and help you make sure it gets it happens. You know, it's not just having a plan, it's the mechanism to follow up on the plan. So I find those feedback loops very important. And then at the end of the day, have I done what I needed to do? And just to be very upfront about this, you know, I am far from perfect at this. But the goal here isn't to be perfect. The goal is to commit to the process of always looking at how can I improve? How can I do better? You know, what do I need to change to be more effective? That's really the magic. It's not in the trying to be perfect. See, and what a, what a beautiful methodology. And, and my, my curiosity for you, having worked with a lot of successful people as well, do you find that they are more disciplined? I mean, I, we, we, we look at successful people as if they're, they have this lifestyle that they just are perfect and they're constantly like they hit the gym at four in the morning and then they're, you know, they're, they're eating right. And then they're, they're at work by seven o'clock and then they're home by two o'clock because they want to be with their kids. They've got like this regimen. Do you, do you believe that that's true or do you, have you seen the opposite? I believe for many people who are successful and I might even say most, I think it is true. Successful people develop positive, powerful patterns, Right. What are the things that are going to correlate with my success? You know, I think of the leadership author, John Maxwell, for example. He gets up every morning at five o'clock and he's writing by 5.30. That's what he does every morning, right? Now, again, that's become habit now, but that's how he's written. I think he's written like 80 books or something like that, 80, 90 books, right? So, you know, that's his pattern. For many people, they like to have an evening pattern to prepare for the next day. And I can tell you, years ago, I worked at FedEx. You know, part of my uh, uh, corporate uh, experience was with FedEx. And at FedEx, they always used to say the success of each day begins the night before. Meaning, have we picked up the package? Have we put the right information into the system? Have we got it going to the right place? The success of delivering that package on time depends on what we did on the pickups uh, side of the cycle. Well, similarly, if you take each evening and say, okay, what am I doing tomorrow? When do I need to get up? How do I make sure I'm prepared for this? You know, that's a pattern. Some people have morning patterns that they stick to. They get up, they meditate, they work out or whatever they do. So I do believe that many successful people and uh, others have talked about this as well. You know, this is no revelation, but many successful people develop those positive, powerful patterns. And that becomes part of what they do and who they are. I think that's brilliant to see all of the different examples of people who do that because I think for a lot of people it's this 
intimidation of other people's schedule. But I liked how you used different examples of the people who work out and then the people who like John Maxwell, he wakes up and he ends up uh, writing in the morning. And, and I believe it's more about waking up stimulation and then having, like you said, those powerful patterns in your life. Because I know for me, I, I actually am not a morning workout type person. I just can't get myself to, to do it in the mornings yet. Hopefully that'll be one thing I can do. But but in the evening times, when I'm done, it's, it's, I'm looking forward to it. I'm ready to go work out. But in the mornings, my brain's ready to write. I could write all day, right in the morning. And this is why it's important to know your own, you know yourself, because different patterns work for different people. So while I say successful people have patterns, that does not mean they all have the same patterns. That's why you want to be very, you know, introspective, very reflective. You know, did I perform well doing this? Did I not? Did I, did I keep up with this or did this fall through the cracks? Why? Oh, maybe I'm not a morning person. Maybe I've got to ease into the day. Maybe I should do, you know, my writing in the morning and I should do other things in the afternoon. So the key is find what works for you. And the best way to do that is to have those feedback loops and really be reflective and introspective. You know, what worked, what didn't. This is a constant journey of experimentation to optimize us as opposed to find the right formula and that's it. You know, so there's no one size fits all. This is really about developing your system. I love that. I really think the world has become more accepting of that methodology because we've over the past 30 or 40 years, it's been, here's my diet plan that's going to save your life. Or here's like <laughs> this goal setting strategy that's going to save your life. But the reality is that everybody's has to be custom tailored. I just interviewed a guy, I don't know, two or three months ago about the workout side of these things mm. and his entire company, they're way more expensive than, you know, your $150 workout plan, but they go clear into your, like your genes and they figure out everything about you and the, what would work best for your body and then custom tailor your plan for that. And it seems like that's what you do with people on more of a um, consistent, like business type habits. Is that correct? Absolutely. Yes. So again, part of the, part of the stress that I think, you know, leaders, top leaders feel is they might read things, say, oh, this is what it takes to be successful. And then they feel, well, I'm not up to that, or maybe I'm not good enough, or that's not me. And I say, don't worry about that, right? Optimize you. Know you, optimize you, because there are success patterns in there. You just have to discover them. And let me just give you a, a simple example here. And this is outside of business, but say working out, for example, right? People, how do I find the time to work out? So since COVID times, our gym has been closed. So I haven't been able to get to the gym. So I work out at home here, a lot of body weight exercises. Well, what I find with my schedules worked well is I like to take a break, you know, every half hour, get up, stretch, move around, which is, you know, a, a good practice. Well, what I do is I use that five minutes positively. I do one or two sets of some sort of you know, exercise then, right? And so, and then another half hour, I'll do another one or two sets of something of chin-ups or push-ups or something, right? And if I do that throughout the day, I mean, I get in my workout. It's just not concentrated, but it naturally works into the pattern where it gives me breaks during the day. Now, that's not for everyone, but that's been a pattern that I found has worked for me. So, you know, in these times where we can't get to the gym. So all to say that, you know, find the patterns that work for you, given your life, you know, what you're doing, your schedule, you know, the demands you have on you, you can discover those patterns. Yeah, 
That is brilliant. And so make sure everybody, if you're listening to this, that you look at yourself and you say, what are those patterns that I can, I can adopt? I would highly recommend you go buy his books. It's Ruthless Consistency. I will add a link in this description for that as well. But you also, Michael, you have a website that people can go to to gain access to this stuff as well. Could you let us know where to find you? Sure. It's makingstrategyhappen.com. So as the name implies, that's what we do, make strategy happen. So it's makingstrategyhappen.com. And you'll see, you know, I've posted like 450 blogs. So, you know, people want more information on the right commitment or right focus or right environment. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've written about this extensively. Yeah, I would say, wow, 450 blogs. That's, that's uh, a lot. <laughs> that's multiple <laughs> books worth of information. So make sure go check that out. So it's makingstrategyhappen.com, correct? Perfect. Yeah, that's it. Perfect. So everybody, make sure you go check that out. And then just to wrap this up with one beautiful bow, Michael, give us one final parting piece of guidance. Great. Thanks, Josh. You know, it's easy to look externally and say, well, here are the obstacles we're faced with. Here are the challenges. Here are all the reasons. And the thing I'd leave your listeners with is this. At the end of the day, it's not you versus those obstacles. It's not you versus those challenges. It's you versus you. And if you focus on the things that you can do, you know, and know yourself and reflect on those and put those patterns in place, you can be successful whatever field you're in. So at the end of the day, it's you versus you. I hope that you enjoyed this episode of the Lucky Titan podcast. If you want to fill your favorite platform with dream customers, then come join myself and thousands of others of hosts at theluckytitan.com slash tribe. Here you can find guests for your show, get featured on other shows, and discover the secrets to building an audience of raving fans. So once again, go create your free account at theluckytitan.com slash tribe.